things that went wrong for me around Christmas time. There's a hurting world out there. There's a darkness that is invading people's lives and thoughts. And to us who are being brought into the marvelous light, part of my talk is we want to go and reflect this light to others. Not only the light, but the life and the love of our blessed Savior. And guess the woman's name. This was a totally different place, Rosalind. So I'm trusting that as we center ourselves around Christ today, you and I will know something of his incredible love, life, and light for us. And even know his nearness to us as a source of sustainable light in this time. One of the things we did this year was as a family, we attended the Turn on the Light ceremony at the hospice venue, St. Luke's Hospice, and you'll see, oh, it's not so bright there, and uh, my daughter performs in a choir, so we were invited to go, and there was the Scottish Piper Band there too, and I uh, loved the bagpipes, the sound of bagpipes, and it was great, and then we waited for a while, and there was a countdown, and guess what? The lights were on, yay, and everybody was in jubilation. So ever since I was a kid, I was always excited about lights. I'm the one person in the home that loved lights. I'm always turning on lights. No, why are you turning on the lights? Leave the lights off. No, I need to see where I'm going. I love light. Right, when morning rises, I open the curtains. I want light to come into the house. I want light to penetrate my space. And I remember even as a family, we'd always drive into town, we'd go and see the lights, and, or Somerset West, and we, you remember that was part of a tradition, we'd go and we'd walk, I'm sorry, we're giving, reflecting the age now, and so we go and see the lights, and we're like, yeah, it's so good to see the lights. So light is always synonymous with Christmas, always. We go around the city, you see these uh, trees where, made of metal with lights on it, uh, they reflect Christmas trees all around the city. It's beautiful, wonderful. Light was present at, f at the first Christmas. It is even recorded in the lyrics of some of the carols we still sing today. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. And then there's another one. On a starry night, all the hills were bright. Earth lay sleeping, sleeping calm and still. And in a manger bed, in a cattle shed, a boy was born. King of all the world. I could have actually sung that through. But anyway. Far more than a great star in the sky was the coming of the light of the world. Light in the person of Jesus Christ. In him, the light of heaven broke into the darkness of the world. And tonight we read one of the least read Christmas passages from John's gospel. John's gospel has a very different beginning to the other gospel writers. Matthew and Luke tell the story of Jesus' birth, star in the sky, Wise men traveling towards, they're following the star, shepherds on a hill. And then also Mary and Joseph, they're in this cave. Ready, Mary's ready to give birth, and baby Jesus is born, and he's in this uh, animal trough place there. We call it the manger, but that's where he found himself. And these are the narratives that we love to read this time of the year. They are beautiful and rich with the Christmas story. But John tells us who Jesus really is and what he came to do. If the other gospel tell us the story of what happened, John tells us why it had to happen. So let's read John gospel chapter one. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made 
that was made. Here's the bit we're zooming in today. In him was life, and life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to a witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to be a witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. Lord, bless your word as we just allow you to open it to our very hearts. By your spirit, we pray that you illuminate even the truth of the gospel tonight. And so we'd respond with a yes to the King of glory and let his light shine into our very lives tonight afresh. Amen. Can you see here the theme of light, where it comes from? In verse 9 is our key verse. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The true light that gives light to everyone came into the world that first Christmas. The light existed before all lights existed. And this is what John is saying. So John gives a story. He says, now, hang on, let me give you the origin of Christ. He says, in the beginning was the Word. So the Word was way back, before everything else. So this light he's talking about existed before any other light, before the sun, before the moon, before the stars. This light existed. And this light is an eternal light. So what's the significance of light? Well, in Bible times, we read about there was the, the light of the sun or the moon, little small lamps. They weren't so lucky to have ESCOM. Oops. Light wasn't just about convenience. Light was about safety and security. It's the way some, we look at it today. We come into our driveway. There's a light sensor. The light goes on. And guess what? I can see where I'm going. I can see areas of darkness being highlighted to me. I can see if there's anything lurking in the dark. So darkness itself isn't bad, but rather what hides in them. It's why many of us have those security lights if ESCOM play their part. So we all have these areas of darkness that needs light. In our family, as I said before, I'm the person who loves to put on lights. And the purpose of light is to shine in the darkness. That's why Jesus came, came to do. What John is saying is that there is darkness in the world and Jesus came to shine his light into that darkness. For many in our day, Christmas is a bit of a sentimental story about a baby, about animals, about shepherds with singing angels. There are carols and shiny trees. But if you look at what John is saying here, is actually the most honest assessment of the true extent of the darkness in the world. He's saying there is darkness both in our world and in our lives, and that we are unable to overcome it on our own. What is the solution? The solution to the darkness was the Son of God breaking into the human story to bring light. Amen. He brought light, and light we could not generate on our own. It's the darkness of sin and death he comes to obliterate. This was a result of mankind's autonomy. We said we could do it on our own. And the moment they did that, pew, darkness came. Load shedding, spiritual load shedding. Goof. Right? There was no way you could turn the lights on again until that day, that first Christmas. Oh, there the light came, came on again. Darkness will stay dark until light shines. The darkness of death won't disappear. 
creation doesn't heal without outside intervention. And the message of Christmas is, Jesus has intervened. Amen. To we are Christ. He intervened. He intervened in my life. At the age of six, his light shone into my life. All darkness disappeared. Do I experience at times spiritual load shedding? Yes, I do. But thanks be to God for his Holy Spirit who always draws me back to his love, to his life, and to his light. Christmas is the story of God's great intervention into history. Jesus came to do what we could never, ever do on our own. He came to break the power of sin and death. Meditation of the mind won't save the soul. You can study signs that won't even take you on the right path. They say maybe knowledge will take us to the true light. Or look within yourself to the light. I want to say from the reference of Scripture and from our, our Lord and Savior, He is the way, the truth, the life, and He is the light. And He brings that to bear on all of us. No intervention apart from Christ can save the world from its state of darkness. No new information, no new human understanding can ever solve this. John is saying we need an outside sustainable intervention. The eternal God comes into the present moment. Galatians 4, 6. And it's at the right time Christ was born. Praise be to God. He came in. He took away my darkness. And he's always changing me to be more like him into his very image, which is of light. And that's what happened in the coming of Jesus at his birth. Something out of this world came into this world. Praise God. Light came in. John says in verse four, in him was life and life was the light of men. Jesus brought with him life and the light of mankind. Jesus steps into the darkness of our world our, our situations, and he wants to bring light. He came to defeat the great enemy of death. Jesus came to bring life, greater than any life we could self-generate. Life from heaven came to destroy the darkness of death. And this all by means of Christ taking on human flesh. He came to be God with us, Emmanuel, to invite us into that eternal love and light that he comes to offer to us tonight and to shine light into the darkness of our very hearts. And we find this confirmed in John 12, verse 46. I've come as a light to shine into this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in darkness. No longer remain in darkness. Think back to the time when I was, I think it was standard five, it's grade seven. We went off to the dungeon in the castle in Cape Town. Now, remember us entering that space. Doors open. It's like, oh, it looks really, mm-hmm, you know. And as you walked in, they shut the door. It was dark. You couldn't even see the person next to you. It was just dark. You could almost feel the darkness. And then the guide would just open the door a bit, and a bit of the light would come in, and it was light. Just through the little creak in the door. And he had a little uh, flint with him, uh, a big thing, and he just did the light. The moment he did that, all darkness was gone. Because it was light. It obliterates that. It removes that. Because even a small bit of light has the power to overcome darkness. How much more 
a greater light, says Hebrews. The greater has come to give us brighter light. Hey, that's awesome. I think it's awesome for me. And isn't that so classic in our day when there's load shedding and we go, huh? You know, I, I do that. I'm like, oh, come on, come on. How can you do this? Isn't it a great time for us to say, Lord, they can try and put out the temporary light here, but they can never obliterate the great light of the coming of the king. They can never destroy Christmas. They can say, well, you can't meet on Christmas Day. Tough for them. The light has come. There's light already. And you and I can enjoy that light. We can appropriate. We can make it our own. Right? <laughs> the light has shone in the darkness, and the darkness will never overcome it. So what must we do this Christmas? One, make Christ your light. And two, be a light bearer to others. The preacher tomorrow is going to say, reflect the lights. But I went to, in the new message translation, and found this, the bearer of light. And I have a prop that I'm going to use just in a little bit. So make Christ your light. Let me begin by asking you, who or what is your light? Just think on that. Who or what has been your light? Is it Christ? Is it self? Is it someone else that has been created by the greater light? When the world around you is dark and depressing, scary, lonely, as we all have times in our lives like this, where do we go to find that light? What do we do to go and find that hope, even relief in the midst of darkness? Who do you turn to? I think of Roslyn. Who does she turn to? There's a darkness that is prevailing and hanging over. But as I shared my testimony, Christ came into my life. He can come into your life as well. I was only a six-year-old boy. My mom led me to Jesus. And that light of the gospel has been shining in my heart ever since. It's a long time. What is the thing that obliterates the darkness in your life? That removes spiritual load shedding? The message of John here is that Jesus is light because we cannot generate our own light. The message of Christmas is in Christ. God invites us from darkness into his light. We who are broken, we who struggle to do the right thing, he steps into that dark space of our world and lives there with us and shines his light on us. David Brooks, in one of his quotes, he says, we've gone from a culture whereby we look at, I become the big me. I become the autonomous person. I have the source of everything. And that can never be. So tempting to look into ourselves and say, I have it all. I don't. Even this year I realized, coming to the end of the year, I don't have it all in myself. I need someone greater than me to lean on. It's like Spurgeon says, I just want to beach myself. So, yeah, it's summertime. Eh? So beach ourselves on Jesus. Just, just throw myself on him. Say, Lord, I need you. I need you to be my light. For 2023, I need you to shine brightly in me, through me, and it must all be for your glory. Have your light grown dim because of circumstances, because of hardship, because of challenges? Maybe the year was tough for you, very difficult. You've made it until now and you say, oh, Lord, I don't know how I'm going to even get into January. It's just been tough. 
the light has come. He is the life of God himself. He is God. So Christ invites us this Christmas to come from darkness into his marvelous light. And he does this by drawing us with love and kindness, not harshness. He doesn't whip us into this. He comes like the prodigal son's father, just stood there with open arms and says, come, I want to embrace you with all the love, the life and light that I have. I want to just give it to you. Because that's what he created us for, for his glory, to represent him well. John 8 verse 12 says, I am the light of the world, says Jesus. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Just remember, your light may be very dim, but it's still light. No matter where you step into 2023, and whatever dark space, that little light God will make it shine. You remember the little song we used to sing? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Hey, you remember that? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. And the last verse says, we're going to let it shine until Jesus comes. Point two, be a light bearer to others. The message translation of Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16 says, you are here to be light. Bring out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. It worked better on this jacket, so I'm I'm doing it. This is from Mike, hey? You remember Mike Tilbury? He blessed me with this jacket, all right? So I try to tape it on here, okay. So he says, if, you make light, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bushel. Okay, I'm not going to put you under the table or a bucket. Do you? No. I'm putting you on a light stand. All right? I can even let it flash. Don't call me Flash Gordon. I'm not Flash <laughs> Now that you've been put on a hilltop, on a light stand, he goes, and he, uh, Eugene Peterson, when he writes, he says, now shine, 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 Jesus, shine through me. We who have received Christ's light now become light bearers to our community, to our neighborhood, to our neighbors, to our family. We become the light. We're reflecting the greater light that is within us. He comes to take residence within us. Isn't that amazing? I'm so excited. So sometimes I'm so dull, but I thank God for being my bright light, my source of light. My source will never die. All the power sources of the world will come to an end, but our source of light, our life is eternal and will shine forever 
and ever. And the light of Christ is shining in us. Who in your life needs this light right now? What would the light of Christ look like in them? Tell me, what would it look like in them? Thank you, son. There's a word, uh, po, um, I think in Matthew, um, sorry, Matthew 13, verse 43, it says, Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the Father's kingdom. We who have been made righteous. Nothing that we have done of ourselves. Christ has made us righteous. In other words, we are in right standing with him. He puts his bright light within us. And he wants us to shine this light. Back to my story of Rosalind. As I come to land. I stood there and I looked at Rosalind when she told me she don't enjoy this time of the year. It's not a fun time for her. I felt the Holy Spirit nudging me. And we are in the spirit age. And he said to me, Colin, I'm not only the light shining through you. I want you to be the love demonstration to this woman. And I said to her, may I just give you a hug? We were in the store. There were many people around. It wasn't in a dark space. It wasn't behind the what's name. Everybody could see what was happening. And I just took her close by and I just held her. And I said, I just want you to feel the same love that has been poured in my heart coming osmotically through to you. But that's by the power of the Spirit. I just wanted to hug her. I did, and I did. I want to connect with her again. Maybe just have a cup of tea, maybe in the lunchtime. That incarnation, Christ with us, Emmanuel, we are able to do it. And it's not done by our own accord. The Holy Spirit empowers us to do justice. And he does it well. Isaiah 9 verse 2 as I conclude. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. That's one of the little Christmas cards that we, you remember we got this? We got pegged it on day 23. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You know when dawn comes, darkness is gone. Never to come again. And Christ has come. Let no one else or no one ever tell you anything different. The light has come. Darkness has been obliterated by the King of Glory. Now to make it personal. Is your affections on the light? Is your desire for the light? Do you long to live for the light? Have you committed your life to the light of God? to rule in and reign in your life supreme. Tonight is an opportunity. I'm not doing an altar call. I was thinking about it the other day. Christ invites us to the table. He says, come and I want to have fellowship with you. I want to have meal time with you. I think that is so amazing. Right, Riggs? He wants to sit with us. He wants to dine with us. He wants to share his life with us. Maybe this is the time of the year. Maybe you've known someone that's lonely. Maybe open up your door and be generous. Invite them into your home. Be the light and love and life of Christ even to them at this time. If no one of you have anywhere to go this evening, you want a plate of food, come and join us in our home. I mean, yeah, I'll have to sacrifice my bit of lamb, right, love? No, it's okay. And roast potato, yeah. There's loads of food. My sister-in-law, Jen, was saying, Joyce, where are you going with all that food? Well, maybe it's, if anybody here needs a plate, come and join us at the table and just have fellowship with us. So I just want to, are you coming to sing again? Come and join us as we just thank God. I just want to pray over us as we do the final song.
I want us just to close our eyes just for a wee moment. And if you feel God's Spirit was touching you tonight and nudging you and stirring your heart to receive this wonderful gift of light, which is Christ Himself. This light is a person. And if you've never committed to Him, tonight is an opportunity for you to just slip up your hand. Everyone's not look, no one's looking around. Just raise your hand and say, I'm willing to accept that light into my life. I've been wandering in darkness for a long time. My mindset has been in darkness. I've been making almost dark decisions, decisions that haven't worked in the favor of what God wants for me. Tonight, He's here. He wants to pour His life, His light, and His love into your very heart. Is there any? Maybe you've been going through what is a season of spiritual load shedding. And you say, Jesus, tonight, come and just generate anew. Excuse the puns fresh a light from above in my heart and in my life and to the young children I was only six when I opened my life to Jesus you know when I got to the age 12 I raised my hand and I said Lord Jesus I just want to serve you I want to follow you wherever you lead me there's an opportunity six year olds and 12 year olds in between it's a big catch come thank you Father for sending your light into the world our world's a better place because you have come. We are a better people because of you. Without you, we are nothing. Thank you for penetrating our world of darkness and sin. And we pray, Lord, as we step out of this venue, that we would commit to be light bearers to all in our towns and our city, in our neighborhood, for the glory of the King. Amen. Would you be so kind and